Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dan Moyle, and I am on stage today with another rock star so that you can hear some great stories and also learn a little bit. Uh, His name is Brett Tremblay, and he is the co-founder of a little something called Get Staffed Up, an agency that uh, does some offshore virtual staffing for law firms and others, as we'll find out. So Brett, welcome to the show, man. Awesome, Dan. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Now it's time for your uh, your guitar solo as the rock star. That's what we're going to do now. Um, so, Brett, tell me a little bit, if you would, about how you got into the world of agency work. Where did you come from? What's your story? It's it's your stage, man. Sure. So um, I am an attorney by trade. I've had a law firm for almost 10 years now. And my story early on was I, I couldn't get out of my own way. In other words, I couldn't uh, hire and get help. I was trying to do everything myself. Um mm-hmm. Because then you're doing everything yourself other than the work that brings in the money because there's so much for a business to do, but then you don't have the money to hire someone, but then you think, well, I can't hire someone without the money, and it's a chicken and egg, and and it's a constant thing. So um, anyway, fast forward, I I finally, somebody convinced me to pull the trigger, hired someone, doubled revenue the next month. It actually sounds like, ooh, but it's really just twice as many work hours and legal work. I mean, it wasn't really rocket science, but it's (laughs) it's so money, so emotional, right? For people, especially when you don't have it. And I certainly didn't. So, um, and then the law firm just boomed, you know, and over the next eight years, we grew to 11 attorneys and, uh, you know, 25 staff people. So it was just about, about delegating. And um, late 2017, my now business partner, Get Staffed Up, has the idea of having some offshore employees. And I said, hey, find me one too. So we did. We started talking about it and said, I think there's something here. Let's make it a business. And now I, I look, I haven't done all the research, but I believe we're the, the, the biggest um, virtual staffing company for law firms in the United States. Like I, you know, we're just growing like wildfire. Certainly COVID had a big part in that. It helped. I think it sped up the idea that you could hire people in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, right? Remotely um, by 10 years, by a decade. And the thing is, and I know you told me to do a solo here, but uh, <laughs> So, so many people had the idea that you had to have someone in office, but then even so, like the whole remote or virtual, it could be someone in a different part of the U.S. or someone in another country mm-hmm. and not a lawyer, but a staff person, you know, getting more help in different, different parts of a business, any business really, when you, you know, when things aren't getting done and you're just leaving them, right? Because you, you could use more help, but you don't want to have that kind of expensive person around the office helping uh, those are the kind of things that, and that we do. And it really is nice for me because it plays back into my, my beginning of I couldn't find good help to hire for cheap. And that's essentially what you're doing when you're going offshore is a labor arbitrage. Yeah. So what is, what do those offshore employees do then? Like you said, they're not lawyers. What does staff member mean for attorney offices? 
So, okay, so we've got, we run the gamut. We have three different price points. There's clerical admin, which is somebody who's like back office doing data entry. Uh, if you're scanning maybe real estate firm and you're scanning documents that are being emailed across the world to your employee. And then they're like doing post-closing and all that. Uh, the biggest one, well, I'll tell you, then the top end, we have marketing. So many business owners, right, including law firm owners, have marketing ideas. I mean, you know, 10 new ones before they're out of the shower in the morning. But <laughs> they just, they sit on that figurative shelf because you never quite get them done. You're like, I'll do that one day. I'll do I'll write my book. I'll get more blogs done. I'll, I'll go on a speaking tour. I'll, I'll just book a few speaking events. Hundreds of things that you never get to. And when you have someone to delegate all of those, like, hey, do all that research, find me speaking gigs, set up 10 lunches next week, go in and run my LinkedIn for me, man, you can just suddenly be everywhere at all times. And it's not you doing it because you'll never have the time. Yeah. Um, so that's then the third one. The one in the middle is the admin virtual assistant. That's could be a legal secretary, could be an intake person, could be a receptionist, could be uh, a personal assistant, an executive assistant, what we call a client happiness coordinator where they're just in charge of making sure your clients are happy and sending gifts and doing check-in calls. There's so many things not being done in your business that needs to be done in your business to elevate yourself and be better than the next person down the block. And I can hear right now, all of our, our audience going, wait, I'm not a lawyer, but I run an agency. I need that. This is not like rocket science. You can help others, right? I don't know. A service business is a service business is a service business, right? We all need accounting. So my law firm, we have two people uh, in our billing department, for example, because we have so many in the invoicing that goes on and the timekeeping, the record keeping. And I think five of our attorneys have personal assistants just to get them more free time to focus on doing good work for clients. That That's across the board. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of a CPA. I mean, you could be running a, a pool company someone to answer the phones it doesn't matter there there are ways to stop all those annoying like i don't have the the bandwidth i don't have a wherewithal that needs to get done but i don't want to hire someone it's hard i have the money adding adding significant amounts to your overhead is stressful and every time you want to hire someone it's just more and more stress and certainly i'm not an advocate for replacing everybody you can't do that it's in terms of domestically but you can have a nice little mix of onshore supplemented with offshore and kind of do your hiring matrix in a way that's more palatable for the business owner. Yeah. It's, it's a, it feels like a global point of view, working local thinking globally. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. It could be both. And I'll tell you one of the cool things I never expected was finding people in other countries. I mean, first of all, you're talking about educated, smart, fun, energetic, a lot of times harder working um, really doing the jobs that people here in the U.S. don't want to do. You know, most of us are, are entitled to just be rich millionaires apparently these days. Um, and and we don't want to – and look, rightfully so, you can't make a living off $10 an hour here. It doesn't work. So yeah. you need to elevate to those positions. So the ones filling those positions are people being paid very well for where they live in other countries. But uh, some of the stories of, of jobs that we found for people and how happy – I'm talking about people in – let's say Latin America, because one of the common things for, for virtual companies or for offshoring is Philippines, India, right? You're worried about language. Most of our people come from Latin America. And so the cultures are very similar and they're English. They have to be, have really good English to work with us. So that's a huge competitive advantage that we have over a lot of offshore companies, frankly. Mm. 
Um, and man, you know, the, the stay at home moms that we found jobs for and like the, the, the thank yous we get, it, we're, we're changing lives here and there. And I'll tell you, that's an unexpected, really fulfilling part of this company. Yeah. So let's, uh, so I'd love to dive into that a little bit. I, one of my questions I love to ask my guests is what story highlights a specific way that you help your clients, your ideal clients. But in addition to clients, you're helping the the workers as well. So share maybe a personal story uh, if you can about how, what that looks like. What, what does a win look like for get staffed up? Yeah. So, I mean, people all over the world lost jobs during the pandemic. So we hired someone recently who had a kid and um, was recently pregnant, uh, couldn't find a job. And we hired her for get staffed up and placed her with one of our clients. Cause the way our model works, let's say you are the, um, are the client, right? They're employed by us, but you, you pay us and we pay them. So you're not having to worry about the overhead, the withholding, the taxes, all the difficult compliance things. So when I say we hired her, that, that's how, how we work. Um, and gave her a job and just like life-changing, so thankful, so grateful, um, and really made a huge difference for her and her family. Mm, that's awesome. And then yeah. for the clients that she works with, I mean, she's able to then do this work, do it well, high quality, and they're, so that they're able to grow their business then on, on the other side. Yeah, well, we, we've had a few... I mean, mo- most of our clients are not just true solo attorneys because a lot of them have never hired before. They don't know that it, it, it's, we're not training these people for you. That, that, that kind of business doesn't work because everyone's business is so different. We can't train them for you. We would have to learn your business. So they're, they're educated and talented, but you have to train them. Um, so most of our clients are not true solos, but we've had a few, like just a female had a, a family law firm, hired one of our people. And all of a sudden we were getting reports that everybody's like, how are you so organized all of a sudden? How are you getting, you know, meeting all your deadlines? I was like, all she did was get one person through us that really whipped her into shape. And that's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. I think I need some organizational help anyway. Uh, (laughs) My wife would tell you that because she started doing it anyway. um, So let's (laughs) talk a little bit about those clients that you work with. And you mentioned lawyers, but you also work with other folks outside of the the world of attorneys. Um, Who, what does your ideal client look like? At, at their core? Uh, well, again, niches bring riches. So our, both me and the, the co- my other co-founder are attorneys. Um, so we decided to focus on marketing towards lawyers. Instead of trying to be all things, all people, right? We know what trade shows to go to. We know what magazines, what newspapers, what, what podcasts to be on, et cetera. Um, someday we'll probably expand when our name gets big enough because we can, we can help so many other people. Um, but you know, we, we just, we just look at it like, you know, I think that, uh, again, our, our niche is is helping somebody in a service business really delegate their way to freedom and delegate your way to freedom is, is Mm -hmm. our, our mission. It's helping you delegate your way to freedom because you can't be the things you want to be in life. And everybody has a, uh, this is not like religious or emotional or spiritual, but everybody has that burning thing that they want to accomplish in life. And when you're just working a hundred hours a week, you can't, and you have to get help and you have to delegate things to someone else, which is not a dirty word. It's a helpful word. And yeah. then do, do the other things that you feel that you were put here for fulfill your purpose. And I love that on your website, you've got, you know, your menu across the top and the navigation and that right next to hire now is not a lawyer. You're like, yeah, we'll help you, but you know, that's not our, 
our big thing, but we'll do it. So that's cool. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know, stay, kind of sticking with those clients. Um, what are the biggest pain points that you're seeing from your clients uh, nowadays? Well, hiring's tough. Good people don't fall off trees. Um, the hitting cost of hiring yourself is about $4,800, but the time involved, I mean, and then, and then you have the constant turnover. So then you just basically give up and that's really hard on small business owners. It's easier for bigger companies because you have entire departments that are just to train more people, right? And you already know you're going to lose, you're going to hire a thousand, you're going to lose 200 and that's just part for a big company. But for small companies, it's really hard to find great people. And mm-hmm. Time, you look. Our hiring process. We're going to have a hundred thousand people this year apply to work for us. Believe it or not, and we're looking to place five hundred. So that's you know less than one percent. It's basically wow. half a percent um, because we hang our hat on finding the best of the best, and we we pay them a little bit more and we charge a little bit more. You know, we're not the McDonald's of the food service world. I love McDonald's. They make a lot of money and they do a lot of good. That's not our model, right? We're also not. Prime 112, we're right there in the middle, um, serving really good food, you know, charging a little bit more um, than other people. And the reason we do that is because this is not get a resume, place them, right? Like we're not just passing out warm bodies. We have a very strict process of how we recruit, how we vet, we test, you know, we're the ones doing all the, the, the interviews, we record them. We send them to you. You give us a thumbs up. You interview that person. You as the client are ultimately in charge of who you hire. But the whole process for small businesses to do all that themselves, is just exhausting. And then, and then you hire someone and they don't show up on day one. That's happened to all of us, you know? Right. All of us. Yeah. So, so a hundred thousand, you're going to get requests about uh, inquiries. How do you uh, find them all? Are you doing the marketing out there in the world for that as well? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so we're we're building that company on on the other side, right, of the world, which is, you know, to apply and work for us. We've got to build our own credibility. We've got to appear as a legitimate company. We're on every platform possible, and we have boots on the ground and doing virtual job fairs now, and and creating relationships with with different people that provide jobs and. I mean, we're, we're everywhere. We've spent most of our time this past three years putting everything back into building that kind of infrastructure. So mm-hmm. now we won't review 100,000 resumes because most people make that mistake. They get it, they get someone to apply and they review a resume. That's backwards. You shouldn't look at the resume until the very last thing. You should make them jump through hoops, take tests, share your core values, you know, and then right before, if they pass all those other things and they don't trip themselves up and weed themselves out, because most people won't go past well, like I applied, I, I deserve a job. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're going to have to work for this one because it's a good job and we're looking for the best of the best. So uh, those are just some some of the exhausting parts about the hiring process. Yeah. Interesting though. I, I don't know that I've heard it explained that way before. To I mean, you know, I've, I've had to have, I've had to apply for jobs, so I know what that takes, but to make the resume kind of the last thing, go through some hoops and this kind of thing, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, and obviously it works. Yeah, people will weed themselves out if you let them, right? Why, why are you going to waste all your time looking at a resume? You can't tell anything from a person on the resume. I mean, yeah. you okay, you can. You can tell where they went to school and what <laughs> job. You don't know if they did, if they were good, right? You have yeah, no idea. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, you don't even know if they went to that school. Are you going to actually call that school and ask? 
I'm sure all I'm sure we've all gotten resumes or people like there's no question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've got one last question coming up here, but before I get there, I want to make sure everybody can connect with you with, with Brett and also with get staffed up. Where do you send folks to connect with you personally and, or the company and all of that? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. I don't, I forget what like my private LinkedIn URL is. So I apologize, but Brett, Tremble, <laughs> I think, I think I'm the only one I'll pop up. Um, if you want to send me a message or, or connect with me, you know, like all of us, I get a thousand me- new messages on LinkedIn every day, right? The automatic ones, but I, I do glance at them all and I make sure any that are genuine, I'll respond to. Um, but you know, for, for people that are interested, um, we have a VIP page on our website, get forward slash VIP. And if you mention, uh, just like rockstar, for example, agency rockstars, you'll get, um, $500 off your startup fee. So that's a little offer for, for you and your listeners. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. So I think of rock and roll as counterculture, right? Uh, I've heard that somewhere on the lines and rock stars is maybe counterintuitive. So this is what leads to this question. Um, is there anything that you've heard over the years that, or advice that you've received that seems counterintuitive, but really pays off in the end when you implemented it? Uh, um, I'm sure there's a lot and you're, you're putting me <laughs> on the spot here, but counterintuitive. Let me, all right, well, let me stick with the music example, right? The best, all right, let's say you're hiring a guitarist for your band. Are you going to ask them who their favorite musicians are or what concerts they've been to? Or are you going to give them a guitar and say, play, I need to see you play the guitar. That's your audition. Too many times we get caught up in looking at resumes. And again, that's the counterintuitive thing, right? Is like, don't look, don't get caught up in all that. You need to, to find someone you have a good gut feeling for and that they pass all the tests or, or the, the quizzes and then give them a test. If you're hiring for a position, have them knock out a few emails for you. Have them, have them write out how they would respond to complaints. Have them, you're hiring a paralegal, give them paralegal work. You're, you're hiring someone on the phone, make sure you talk to them on the phone. Give them a test. And, and I don't know, like people just miss that part. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what I was thinking would be a great one from you is that's counterintuitive. Leave the resume for last and give them a test first. I think it's yeah. great. Awesome. Brett Tremley with Guest Daft Up. Man, thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars, Brett. Oh, that was so much fun today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.